You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Australian Ghost Whisperer. I am James Jennings, joined once again by the delightful Katarina Legato. Hello, James. Hello, Katarina. Nice to be here again. It sure is. And uh, today we're going to probably scare the crap out of people. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because we're going to talk about some of your freakiest haunted house stories. Um, so these are the ones that have, I mean, you've cleared and been to hundreds if not thousands of haunted houses in your time um but we're going to hone in on some of the freakiest ones today so why not people love a good haunted house story right yeah and uh and if you don't like sleep (laughs) you're not going to get some probably for maybe a few a few days (laughs) no no oh my gosh um yes look i feel perhaps the scariest one I ever did and I was very unprepared for mm-hmm. was the notorious Hell Nightclub. Didn't even know that place existed. Let, let, let me back it up for a second. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. And this is, this is going to look dodgy. The name of it's the Hellfire Club. Oh, Hellfire, yeah. And the reason I know that, this is going to sound dodgy, hmm. I'd been there. No. When it was a club. When it was an active club. Yeah, And, wow. and I, I do feel like I need to give the backstory here because, Go for it. you know, I don't want to just like, a, oh, yeah, I went to a notorious S&M sex club and just let that slide. I think I need to provide a bit of context. You Please know? do. We want to keep this family friendly. I want to, I want to <laughs> be able to maintain my reputation here. So anyway, the story is many, many years ago I worked for a men's magazine and my very first job on that men's magazine was to go and visit that club and write a review of it, as you do. So I was like, you know, a young, fresh-faced kid from the city. And the editor of the magazine, he was, he was a bit of a lunatic. And I guess he thought it was funny. I'm going to send young, innocent Jennings to this oh sex club. Ha, ha, ha. And, you know, but, hey, I, I, I was like, well, it's my job. I've got to go. I mean, I didn't have to participate, thankfully. Um, but I went there and yeah, it was, it was an S&M club. Like there were people walking around in, you know, in their leathers and spiked things and gimp masks and, uh, you know, there were torture racks and whips and, um, you know, all the, all the stuff, all the kinky stuff that people like to get into with the S&M. And I was there with my little tape recorder interviewing people, you know, (laughs) oh, excuse me, sir. Um, how long have you been coming to the Hellfire Club for? Uh, what do you do for a job? Uh, you know, like it was hilarious. It, it was hilarious. It. Like little baby Jennings trying to be a little in country boy. Yeah, little country big, boy. Like, big oh. city club. Exactly. Oh, geez, this place is not like back home. <laughs> you know, that, 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 that kind of vibe. So I'd been there and I'd seen what it was. And, yeah, it was weird and dodgy and, you know, it had some particular smells to it that weren't very pleasant. Um, so I'd been there. Um, that explains that. And... Uh, now let me divert it back over to you and you tell me about your experience with the health Wow, I 
was not aware that such a place existed. I'd spent all my years being guided by spirit. <laughs> you know, kind of, I didn't, I didn't attend places like that. If they took you to have the Hellfire Club, I'd be asking for new spirit guides. Yeah, quite absolutely. Eyes. So I had a phone call from a woman who, many years later, obviously the club shut down. And um, she had taken over the building and she had um, built her own little business. It was a, um, she was selling um, coffee kind of uh, tables and chairs, cafe equipment basically. And um, she said that they were having all kinds of terrible experiences in there, feeling presences in there and her staff were really afraid to work back at night and she's like, oh, this is a bit sus. And so she called me. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll come and clear it, no problem. By then I was kind of quite busy, so we booked in a date. And, again, I went unaware and of what I was heading towards. Can I, can I interrupt and ask for a second? When she asked you to come there, did she reveal on the phone, oh, by the way, my work premises used to be notorious s and no. called the hell fuck. No, she didn't. She just said, you know, she just went on about the issues that they were having okay. there but didn't kind of tell me that it was a nightclub. So when I rock up there, I walked into the front door and, and of course, my vision, the way I look at things is I see things as, as what it was in the past. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to kind of look around and, and I see the vision of the past and I'm seeing things that I would love to unsee <laughs> to this day. <laughs> cages and black things and I was smelling all kinds of delights because I could psychically, I can smell things of the past and there were spirits and there were um, dark entities mm. and demons running all over this place and I'm like, dear God, I just wanted to go home. I just wanted to walk out of there. So then later... So it freaked you out? Oh, absolutely, because this this... It had so many levels of different energies, of different beings, of different things. And on top of that, there had been um, shooting there at the front door. So when I walked in through there, they had created like a storeroom, which was the original front door of this club. I remember opening her storeroom and I heard all these moans of all these dead people. Again, they were reliving the moment of when they had been shot dead. And they were moaning and I could smell the blood and I could smell the bullets. and That's hot. That's horrific. I did. I sh- walked back out, shut the door and went, God, how do I do this? Yeah, that is uh, genu- genuinely terrifying. I can't even speak. It's genuinely terrifying. It was so terrifying. I feel like that was my baptism into who I, I am today. I feel like if... It was almost, if I can do this, then I have conquered. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, so I, I had to step away from it all and really sort of, again, bring in my guides and bring in my sacred soul family and build and contain the, the energy within this environment. And the first thing I had to do was really... Um, bring in so much light. So remember that, you know, I was bringing in so much light 
um, and love and that was beginning to purify things within the environment because mm. there was that very low carnal sexual energy. There was the energy of drugs and drugs themselves are like an entity and they drugs themselves would draw in, um, you know, kind of demonic infestations and things like that. And so alcohol, alcohol is a spirit in itself. So you can imagine there was a cocktail of different energies and I'm like, how the hell? So I had to kind of go through this place and section by section is deal with kind of what I needed to deal with. So I needed to deal with, first of all, clearing the energy of the alcohol and the drugs. And then I moved into clearing that lower sexual kind of, you know, um, energy that was kind of swimming around so that began to kind of lift the environment and I as I was doing that a lot of souls that were trapped in that environment began to feel the light and and kind of lift with with the energy that was coming in so as I was bringing in the light and and um and beginning to kind of channel a lot of light into the environment, it began to purify. So it needed to first clear all that, you know, that carnal sexual energy, the energy of, of alcohol, the energy of all the drugs. So it needed to get that all out of the way so that I was able to kind of begin to work from, I guess, a, you know, a foundation where of, of there was a, a, a lot more light coming in and it wasn't just so dark. So it brought in like pillars of light, spiraling energies. I actually opened up portals of light over the environment because it was so huge, the building, and there was, like I said, so much going on. Spirit had taught, taught me to that I can, we can all do this. We can open up portals where we connect to source and open up like a portal, a doorway, mm. and bring in the spiraling light of God, the presence of God. So I, I, I did that in, in all the corners of, of, of that whole building was open up portals where light was now beaming in. Yeah. And it was, I could sort of see that the environment was becoming lighter and brighter. And as I did that, of course, the vibration began to change and transform. Now, once I had done that, I had to deal with kind of, there was a lot of sort of very low vibrational beings that were not human, that had been caught up, that had manifested from all the, the sex and the alcohol and the drugs and kind of like demonic type beings. So again, I had to open up portals of light and with the help of my guides was just kind of move them on. Okay. Yeah, and move them out of that environment. What do, what do, what do demonic, I'm probably going to regret asking this question, what do demonic beings look like? They can come in all kinds of forms. Some can be quite small. Some can be like quite big and the, the long nails and the, the, you know, those kind of horrible long sort of teeth and their big eyes. Some of them can have beanie little eyes. So they, they can have very long limbs or so they come in various forms. Are the way that demons are portrayed in movies and, and things like that accurate or not really? Um, are they scarier than real life than you see in movies, or are they like what? Yeah, I'm trying to draw some kind of comparison. Look, I 
I feel as though um, it depends on the movie and the way they are portrayed. But look, they are, they're not something that you want to perhaps um, come into contact with. But no, um, I did. <laughs> yeah. But um, they need to be dealt with differently to the way I would deal with helping a human spirit, a human soul. So once they were removed, then again, I was able to move into helping the, the souls that were lost. So again, it was bringing down that tunnel of light and allowing them to move through the tunnel of light. When I went to where the shooting had happened, those people were still they were they were obviously murdered um, quite brutally, and they were um, had died quite suddenly. So they hadn't realised that they were dead. Right. Um, and that can happen on sudden, you know, sudden. If not, not in all cases, but in many cases where there is that kind of massacre going on, right. um, and they were just stuck. They still could feel the wounds of their of the gunshot they were moaning they were in pain mm. so i needed awful. to bring in a lot of the angelic healers mm. to help them to heal to f- heal their wounds to help them to come and a lot of them were then able to kind of connect with the angelic help mm. you see humanity whether you're you know physically alive or in spirit form we have a lot of help from angelic beings or higher dimensional beings that will come and help us in a time of crisis if we are. So I was asking on their behalf because Mm. obviously they had been stuck there for so long in that agony um, of their final moments. So that was a big way of helping a lot of the many of those souls and helping them. The angelic would bring in such a beautiful healing energy that it helped them to disconnect from the um, pain and the wound and the fear. And then again, it was a matter of helping them, that lot, to kind of cross over right. and then clear that space of the residual energy that was left behind. I know, sounds like a yeah, big job. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm making it sound very simple, but there's... You, no, it doesn't you sound know, simple to me. You, this was testing my skills on every level. And there were so many times through that whole night that I just wanted to go home. I wanted to just walk out. How long did it take? Oh, I don't know how long. It was hours, hours, because, of course, I was kind of, you know, you just get so immersed in what you were doing and I didn't, couldn't really miss anything. And you did it at night time? It was, yeah, it was because I had to wait for her business to be closed and oh. all her stuff to go home. And so, of course, you know, it wasn't until I actually got there that she even revealed it was a club, that it used right. to be a club. So I had no idea what I was walking into. So it's like, oh, by the way, used to be a dodgy STEM sex club. Yeah, and I People were shot know. here. Yeah. Go and have fun. Yeah. Go on. Well, I don't know that she even knew that people, that that shooting had oh, happened okay. there. So, uh, yeah. So, so like I said, it, I, I needed to manage it in different kind of segments. Okay. I couldn't just deal with it all at once like I would in a home. We have a smaller environment and there wouldn't be anything that heavy going on in anyone's home. No. So this was a very different environment and like I said there were so many levels of different things going on when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So it was like, yeah, just going through many layers. And, you know, this was where I was really you know, relying on the help of the higher beings to come in and help with the souls, help to cross them over, help to heal them. So once that they, they were kind of all done and crossed over, I was able to then, again, open more portals up of light, spiralling golden energy of light through the entire environment so I could purify it and clear it of everything that had happened there. And in actual fact, what I later found out was that before it was a nightclub, it used to be like a funeral parlour, apparently oh, back in the day. I that's know, like a double whammy in yeah, Dodgers. where they would transport, you know, so dead people would come in, oh they'd get put into their coffins, and then there was a station, um, the Surrey Hills Station, and get transported to the cemetery. So <laughs> there was like... A shamozzle, like it was you just... Hit the, you hit the jackpot Oh, I hit the jackpot, like but I feel like, places. you know, yeah, everything I had ever been taught, this was the time that I had to bring it out and I had to remain calm and I had to really know that I was going to be okay mm. um, because it was such a huge environment and it was such a huge thing to deal with. I like I'm honestly blown away because like the bravery it would take to do that if it was me I would be yeah. I would have wet my pants <laughs> I would have been sitting in but the corner sucking my thumb tripped. yeah of course calling out for my mummy mm. honestly I would be just... I had done numerous house clearings and things prior to that okay. I've been sort of working for quite a few years so I was confident, but I, I guess I had never dealt with something that had so much going on. Yeah. But it was a very good learning process because what I took from that was that spirit had thrown me in into the most challenging thing and gone like, right, now you're going, we're going to test you and make sure that you know exactly how to deal with different types of vibrations and energies. So got it done, put in the light, mm. cleared the environment. Her business boomed after that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And did she give you feedback afterwards? Yeah, what did she, she, what did she a, say? She um, wrote like a personal letter to me. It's actually on my website thanking me how everything was calm and her business was booming after that. Yeah. And look, and I was happy that I could help, you know, obviously her and her business but especially all those souls that were trapped for so long in that environment. And it was a great lesson for me. I feel that from that point on, I knew how to master 
these types of situations, I felt confident. It was a great learning process for me. It was about me stepping out of every and any fear I had about doing this work. So that was me being born into this is who I am, this is how I want to be, and that then took me into, I guess, being more confident with dealing with people with who were possessed and and um, performing the exorcism. So I could see that I was being guided, trained, and, trained and guided, yeah. maybe sucked in <laughs> <laughs> into the more um, difficult and challenging experiences. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, everything, every single job is always amazing every environment I've walked into um, I always feel a great deal of joy yes I'm exhausted I was definitely exhausted for quite a few days after that Mm. but also I feel a great sense of joy um, that you know I was able to kind of bring that kind of comfort yeah absolutely yeah to both parties involved yeah that's a that's a really you know lovely compassionate way to look at Mm. it as well Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and another one that I feel is very close to my heart is that um, a family thought it would be fun to take their child on a ghost tour, their son. Mm-hmm. Obviously it was something their son wanted to do, so they had gone to a place. It was an old jail. and There the, are a lot of these ghost tours, right? Yes. Like people do them in old like. One of the Q, I think there's one in Manly at the Q station, and mm. um, yeah, people all over do like ghost tours, yes. right? Like it's yes. a thing. I'm not a great fan. I, I think that that can be something again that can be very dangerous. Yeah. Um, so what happened in this instance? So with the in young this boy? instance, so the son apparently they walked into the jail and and the, the, their son started to feel really cold and he began to shiver, and so kind of the mum's like, okay, let's go, let's get out of here anyway. Over the next few days, once they got home, her son began to change in his personality. He was, like, getting really angry. He was like, I hate myself, I hate you, was screaming at his mum and dad. And his just personality began to change. Oh, my God. And this went on for many weeks and months. He began to withdraw. He didn't want to go to school anymore. Mm-hmm. And so the obviously the parents took the, their son to, um, well, I'll call him Jack for just as, as you know, Privacy reasons. Privacy reasons. So so they took Jack to many psychologists and finally they took him to a psychiatrist because they were so concerned. He began to become very withdrawn and didn't want to go outside, didn't want to go to school, didn't want to interact with his family at all. And so he was, uh, you know, obviously psychiatrically um, analysed as having psychiatric issues and, and the psychiatrist wanted to begin medications. So the mother took him home and had to think about it. She was hesitant about putting him on this medication and couldn't understand. And somehow she began to think about the ghost tour. And I think her guides and her angels were inspired. She began to think about the ghost tours and, and how that that he had changed at that, that moment. Time, yeah. So obviously she, I think she got online and looked for a spiritual healer and found me and made an appointment and brought her son to me. Immediately when they walked into my room, I could see that the boy had attached to him this very, this old man, very tall, 
very angry, but very, like, very strong, like quite evil. And he was really trying to push the boy's soul out so that he could step in and relive his physical life because he didn't want to be dead. So he, I knew what he was up to, and he had started to push this little boy's soul out. Is that possible? Of his yes, absolutely. Like, it's it's like almost our souls are connected to us yeah. in a very balanced way. So, you know, our souls expand outside of ourselves. So he was, I could see this boy's soul had kind of moved to the side and this this man's soul was trying to push in and he was trying to connect up to the chakra system and I thought, okay, you know, I'm going to fix you up. You're not having this boy's body. So, yeah. again, created a great, you know, big energy field around this boy. I laid him on my healing table, created a big field of energy and support and spiritual help for him. And um, I, I started to feel the boy's body channeling energy inside of him so that he would start to vibrate at a higher frequency. And he was quite tired and exhausted because he had this kind of battle going on with this vile spirit that was trying to possess him. So I had to really recharge his energy and recharge his aura, recharge his chakras. And then as I was doing that, of course, that that entity, this evil man, could not hold on to any longer. He had no grip over him. Um, so once I actually shifted the man away, I was able to then contain him and cross him over right. with a great deal of, of, you know, hissing and kicking and he was calling me names and calling me, you know, I was a whore and a sight, how dare I? And anyway, spirit kind of removed him. Good. And so I was able to then you know, heal the boy's energy and clear him and recharge him. And once I'd done that, you know, I'd left him there to sort of rest and just allow the energy of the healing to kind of, you know, do its thing. Yes, and the boy just opened his eyes and he looked and he went, Mum, I feel so good. And I just like just wanted to cry. I was no. just like, oh, my God, like save mm. this boy from ending up on medications and yeah. God knows it would have gone downhill once he would have gotten medicated. You know, and I'm not saying that people don't have mental illness, but this was not the case with this boy. Yeah. And he's, you know... And his mum and he hugged his mum and, you know, it was just such a beautiful emotional yeah. moment. So, um, yeah, and, and, and he was fine after that. He was back to himself, back to the old Jack. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, to, just to cap off our first episode where we focused on some very specific haunted house, haunted premises, um, I've got a question for you. Yeah. So out of all the haunted house movies and things that we've got. Hmm. Are there any that you think are accurate or accurately depict what's... Gosh, I don't know that I watch a lot of horror movies because <laughs> I do it on a daily basis. I don't ever really feel like I want to watch horror movies. No, but if there's one, I know that there's one movie you've told me... Can portrays you remind it, me? The Others. With, oh, gosh, yes. With Nicole yes, Kidman. Yes, with Nicole Kidman. Yes, that's exactly, that's a little bit of what goes on. In, it's like, this is my home. How dare you're intruding. Yes, I think that's a great movie. Yeah. Um, there was a few um, 
like the old Exorcist I with um, Linda Blair, yep. remember that? Look, I think a lot of that is very real, apart from obviously their physical necks can't spin around. No. But when people are possessed, they can froth at the mouth, their, their, their faces become distorted and can change. Um, you, I, I can see the demon kind of coming out of their um, faces and, and, yeah, superimposed over them. Mm, so it can be quite terrifying. horrific, yes. Yeah, that sounds awful. Mm. And because we are at the end of the episode, yes. uh, it's, I think that's it, enough horror for one enough. day. That's enough. That is enough scary stuff. Yeah. But what you've brought up something interesting, which is possessions and exorcisms, and that's definitely a topic for another episode probably a lot more episodes because you've got a whole bunch of stories in that realm as well. So just as a little teaser, you want to hear some scary stories about <laughs> possession and exorcism, Katarina's got them. <laughs> so we'll save that for another time. We'll wrap it up there and say thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Katarina, for sharing your incredible stories with us. And uh, once again, if you are listening or watching us, like, subscribe, comment, Whatever you can do to, um, you know, tell us uh, how you're going and, and if you're enjoying the show, if there's anything that you'd like to see. And on that note, we will see you again next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.